0: here's the thing the time that you'll spend hacking your human will help you tenfold on your productivity and your clarity and your energy and this is where we've got to shift the way we work it's through that rest and recovery that we actually become faster with our cognition and what we need Mm. to do you're listening to the thought leaders business lab
1: Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Alexandra. It's so great to have you here joining me today.
0: Thanks, Sam. I'm very excited to be here.
1: Today, we are going to talk about a topic that I'm super excited to chat about with you. We're going to talk about hacking your human so you can unlock your unique human code to release your own inner champion. Why don't you start off by telling us how you got to this point? Because just that in itself is very <laughs> cool.
0: <laughs> That's a good question. No one's asked me that. Well, I guess after becoming a mum, single mum by choice, I had to figure out how to hack my own human because time was – I didn't have much time. And so I had to figure out how to hack it. And hacking generally is just finding fast, quick protocols that turn the dial the most. Mm. So that's how it kind of started.
1: Absolutely. And there's lots of people in the entrepreneurial space that – this would very much appeal to you because you know we're work for many of us where you know we're working a lot of hours. We usually have other things mm-hmm. going on. There's plenty of people that have got kids or you know whatever it is. And at the end of the day, we are our business. You know, we it's not a separate entity. It's part of our life when we're trying to jiggle everything mm-hmm. in there. And I know that you and I have, I guess, a, a background that. It's not similar, but it crosses over in that we're both Czech practitioners and that's how we connected. Why don't you just, you know, I'd love you to share a little bit about what a Czech practitioner is to start with because they're very cool people.
0: Definitely on the fringe, different people. So I met Paul (laughs) when I was 22 in San Diego and I had been over in America as a professional triathlete. And he took me under his wing and this was in the beginning stages of him developing his institute. And it's kind of great to have been on the journey that long with him. And Paul's methodology is, as you know, don't guess assess. Mm-hmm. He also doesn't give you the answers. He wants you to think because every single person's different. And he was always on the fringe. And for some reason, my human, you know, loved that. We used to walk into the gyms with those big exercise balls back in the 90s. And, oh, my gosh, we used to get so much flat. But Paul never gave a crap what anyone else thought. Mm. And he's embedded in science and kind of has that blend, as I say, between science and ancestral wisdom. And he helped create my analytical mind today. Mm -hmm. So I'm so grateful for the journey with him. But Czech practitioners are taught to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily following a lot of mainstream protocols and this plus this equals blah it's not so they think outside the box and they enjoy that and they actually get really really good results Mm. and that's the other thing it's very Mm. results orientated which coming from a sporting background like I did I wanted to make sure my clients got the results that they wanted and desired yeah so yeah
1: so how did you make the transition from being a Czech practitioner into what you're doing now, how did what you were doing morph and what was the catalyst for you changing up what you did a little?
0: Well, I guess after going through all of Paul's protocols, I then went and trained myself in other protocols because I think that was really important. And also his requirements to keep our license were so heavy. They were that of higher than a physiotherapist and chiropractor. So in order to keep my license, and I'm one of the longest standing practitioners of his i had to learn other modalities and I was getting bored mm-hmm. so i ended up going and learning neuromuscular therapy i ended up doing kundalini yoga training and just really expanded so i was multi-level so i could help my clients multi-level in all different aspects and so i prim- primarily worked with professional athletes in america and never had to advertise or whatever but because i kept them injury free they were able to retire on their own terms also not having an injury, they were able to get through learning levels much quicker. So a lot of athletes i will get to a stage, they're about to make a breakthrough and then they get injured and they've got to start all over again. Mm-hmm. And something I learned, which was interesting, especially with skill sports like skateboarding and a lot of di- like high skill sports, I mean skateboarding's right up there, they started breaking world records and doing things that no one had ever done before because they were injury free. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool and that just took on its own energy there. And then when I had my son and I got a non-sleeper, I was kind of not forced but I had a big download on I need to move back to Australia to be around family. It's an easier way of life. I was in Los Angeles at that time. It's um pretty intense. And moved back here thinking I would just like slot back into sports here and it's a very different environment. Mm-hmm. So... I was forced to say, well, how can I take my skill set and where's that going to be? And now I've landed in this high performing individuals, people who want to learn how to upgrade their, their human mm-hmm. and hack it. So it's not hacking them. And that's how I came up with it. So it's taking pretty much 23 years of working in human performance. And putting it into this program and then using Paul's, like, you know, back when we used to measure the length tension relationships of every joint and muscle in the body, uh-huh. which was great, that was the assessing. So I was like, well, how do I assess the human in this this regard? And I've come across, I'm always reading research articles and scientific articles. And so my assessment tools now, DNA testing, microbiome testing, and the aura ring, which Yeah, quantifies all your sleep, your resting heart rate, your heart rate variability, which is your stress, your temperature, all of those things. Yeah. So that's my assessment tools now. They're a little bit different.
1: I love it. Yeah. You talk about hack your human instead of your human hacking you. Can you break down what that actually means?
0: Yeah. So most people are getting hacked and they just don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when you're computing. And that's how we came up with the terminology Most people are getting hacked, but because they are caught up in this whirlwind of the mindset of this post-industrial era that we live in, they just keep trying to go forward. And it's like, to me, my analogy is it's like the overtrained athlete, Mm -hmm. right? They just keep going and going because they just think they need to keep training harder and harder and harder, and then they get an injury, Mm -hmm. right? Well, when you're getting hacked as a human, you're not recovering well, your cognition's down you're tired all the time, you don't have clear mind, you're not the best parent, partner, friend to be around and you're not conscious of what you are. And I have this acronym, I think I told you, my poop acronym. Mm -hmm. You're just pooping out on everyone else and the poop is projections, objections, opinions and perceptions. And that's you not really knowing what's going on with your human. So you're getting hacked. And there's a bunch of different levels of it. Some people do know they're getting hacked because they feel like crap and they're actually at that level, but they don't know what to do.
1: Yeah. And I would say that that's where a lot of people are, especially like I said, in this entrepreneurial space where so many people just, you know, there's so many hours they're trying to crack whatever it is to get to the next level in their business. They know things aren't going so well. They're not feeling great, but don't quite know how to get out of that cycle of it. So, Where can we start to look to start breaking this cycle or this
0: pattern? Yeah, that's, (laughs) I love the flow of it. It's like, so one of the things that I did notice that athletes did and how entrepreneurs can now start cracking this is in order to break through anything, you have to get uncomfortable. Uh It's through discomfort, it's through discomfort, where we make our biggest breakthroughs and that's where we can find what I call our inner champion. Uh So you think of it back to an athlete. They go and get uncomfortable every single day, Uh every single day, right? So I was like, well, how do I get an executive or an entrepreneur uncomfortable? And that's where I've put together protocols, not just to make you uncomfortable, to piss you off, right? It's actually... I've put together protocols that make you uncomfortable but they also shift the dial biologically chemically emotionally mentally and I'll I'll give a perfect example yeah like a cold shower mm-hmm, right yep. Let, let's take a cold shower mm-hmm. and that is one of the protocols and everyone's I've been doing cold showers cold thermogenesis for 15 years mm-hmm. right No, it got a bit big and it's interesting because when people get upset about having a cold shower Do you see that fixed mindset that's actually stopping them in their business and their life Mm -hmm, as well? mm -hmm. So in order to just force yourself and go in and take a two-minute cold shower every day and instead of getting pissed off at me or the cold water or whatever it is, right, which is just pooping and being negative, actually... Uh, turn it around and be grateful that you're giving this body, your body an opportunity to go through this cold thermogenesis, which increases blood flow, helps with hormones, helps with the blood brain barrier, helps activate the vagus nerve, all the science, science behind it. So I'll give the science behind these uncomfortable protocols, right? Mm-hmm. So you're actually doing good things for your body while also being uncomfortable. So I've put things in there and some people will be fine with cold showers and other people, oh my gosh, they lose it. But that's probably the big one that I've been talking about for about four years and I'll see people randomly about a year later and they're like, I heard you do a keynote and you mentioned cold showers and I thought you were absolutely high as a kite, but I've been doing it every day since (laughs) and I absolutely love it and it's done this, this and this. So that's the one I've seen people have such a resistance towards but then embody it and then feel how good it is for themselves, right? Right. And through those breakthroughs, and once we start stacking and layering all these different protocols, you have a different conscious experience. So then you're open differently to your business, mm-hmm. right? Remember the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change and challenge a human differently, so you can have a different result and more conscious experience every single day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'll stop there. No, no, <laughs> so no, no. It, you don't
1: you don't ever need to stop and. I love that it's actually really funny that you bring up cold showers. I'm going to share a really personal story right now. You know that I train with the most beautiful beautiful person, Kathy Carr, and yes.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: I'm that person that doesn't like cold showers. No, I also live right on the beach. So all I have to do is walk out my front door and I'm in the ocean. And she said, to, she said to me a few weeks ago, like, you should be going and jumping in there every day. And I'm like, looking like this, there is no way, no way I'm putting on a pair of swimmers and going and jumping in the ocean. I was just giggling as you were talking about that. She came to my place to do a training session a few weeks ago because I had an event and we had to change my dates around. and she knew how much I really did not want to do this thing. And I remember, cause she was asking me about what do you fear? And we were talking about spiders and we were talking about death and all this stuff. And then she went, so getting in the ocean isn't really gonna be that hard, let's go. And I was a bit like, oh, oh, okay, off we go. <laughs> so that's why I was having a giggle because it's, you know, mm. I think of myself as being a very open-minded person, but that thing, I was just like, that's way too uncomfortable for me but it was amazing and then before i went to training yesterday i just went guess what kathy i had a cold shower (laughs) so you know it can because you know straight away then you realize the benefits and that's what you're talking about once you actually break through that and you realize the benefits it was easy after that
0: yeah yeah so it's multifaceted as you see you're getting the scientific benefits but you also you're getting the brain shift and the other thing is is We've become so comfortable as a society. We have every type of food that we need available all the time. We can sit all day. We've become way too comfortable. And I think that's where our, and I'm so over the word resilience. I like the word grit, durability, those ones. That's where that has been affected and, and especially when you throw in a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And you're really seeing a polarity on how people are handling that and depending on how high your, so I've got actually a chart that i put, that I've designed is the more uncomfortable you get, the higher your resilience levels are. Mm -hmm. Same thing with an athlete, right? The less, if you're super comfortable, right, the wind can just sway and you're just going to get thrown off. And in today's world, that is detrimental for business, personal growth, those who are around you. And I just think we're at this tipping point right now just globally in the world on having to have that level of resilience in order to be able to weave and win and control your ship instead of the ship controlling you. Mm. And I put in hack your human instead of being hacked yourself. So I think that's really important and especially with COVID right now, I mean, we're, I know this will go up in a few weeks, but Adelaide's been shut down in the last two weeks. Mm. All my gigs have been cancelled again. Mm-hmm. I finally got up again and it, the whole lot's been shut down again. And, yeah, it's annoying and everything, but it's about, okay, here we go again, have yep. to shift. So COVID's actually teaching us how to weave and wend and, and weave. And you went through something last week which wasn't COVID-related, but <laughs> typhoons aren't COVID-related. But, but having that ability to shift is... So I, think's crucial today in having the remember I use that I love that word hypersynchronicity mm-hmm. so as entrepreneurs we've got to constantly be able to turn shift change our thinking see where we're at and make decisions so quickly mm. to get things out much quicker now as well so yeah all of these protocols help you as I say keep up keep up so that's where i've taken you know with athletes we would constantly be get uncomfortable we'd make all these little tweaks and turns and everything like doing it and i mean i have to say this sits really well where we are globally at the moment so yeah that's where i'm pretty happy about how this has fallen into place at this time yeah. So, yeah
1: and you're right 2020 has been a crazy year and there are you know, a lot of people that have been affected in a really bad way through all sorts of different things, you know, but specifically we're here to talk business so that, you know, there's a lot of business people Mm -hmm. that have had a really tough time. However, on the flip side, there's also a lot of business people that have had a really amazing, really, really good year, huge growth in their business, lots, you know, much higher profits, much higher growth. And, it's definitely mm. the people that i've seen that have been quick thinking, quick to pivot, quick to make decisions. You no, know, really, you know, yep. going back to your original comments, you know, they're quick to assess the situation and instead of getting caught up in the story, it's like, okay, this thing's happening, this is the next thing that we need to do or this is what we need to change. And as entrepreneurs, that's exactly what we need to be. We need to be super super fast and I guess this is where this hacking a human really comes in just in case people hadn't put two and two together, that when we're super, you know, hyper healthy on point, that we're able to make these decisions in our business and be able to be resilient in our business so much
0: better. Yeah, absolutely. And the biggest component to that, and I'll come back, um, there's another thought I just had as well, is when you have, I, I use this um, terminology, I had it with my athletes, oh, you might know this through Pulse. Neural reserve, right? You want to have neural reserve. So let's take skateboarding. or or, No, we actually used to use NFL, right? We want the athlete to have what's called neural reserve when they go out onto the field, which means they can actually, because always the playing field is a lot more intense than the training environment, right? So it was how do we simulate that training environment in order to make sure they had neural reserve when they went out there? Okay, here's a perfect example. I worked with Danny Wei for a, well, for a long time, but we trained for one year for him to jump over the Great Wall of China on a skateboard. Wow. Right? And break the world record. And it took a year to get the permitting. However, we could not simulate the Great Wall of China and jumping it anywhere. Right? Mm -hmm. So we had to mathematically, we set up, he set up a big ramp out in the desert that we'd go out to to simulate the speed. And I had to keep his human so that when he would crash that he would be able to handle the impact and also the speed at which he was going over the wall in order to still land on the skateboard. So what happened was, and this is a perfect example of building your reserve. He gets to China and he needs to do a practice run, right? First time ever. The scaffolding is six, seven stories high <sighs> and he goes over, he goes over the wall and as he lands here, The transition was flat instead of here. So when you land flat, you go splat. Uh And he landed flat and tore a ligament off his ankle. And it was devastating. And the next day was actually the big event. So I had the doctor shoot him up with lidocaine. That's all we could do. His ankle was the size of a grapefruit. And because he had such great neural reserve, he went the next day and he made it. Wow right wow so in the throes of something going wrong you can still perform and that's the neural reserve component right mm-hmm. with an athlete so that's why mm-hmm. if an athlete's getting injured they're not training properly end of story I don't care about the excuses right I hear them all the time with certain sports here and I'm like no you're not training them properly if I can have a guy jump the great wall of freaking China right on a skateboard <laughs> stay in one piece you guys should be able to pick up a ball from the ground without getting injured so so taking that back to today is we have to increase our energy and our cognition so when we go in and there's different stages of our business we have that neural reserve in order to be able to execute quickly on that day so that's where that also transfers but back to the comment that you said about some businesses have done really well and some haven't -hmm. I invite the ones that haven't. My business got flattened, flattened Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I was one on one speaking. And, but hey, I look at it as a positive because now I've put an up online program on. I'm doing everything online. My reach has now gone back to America. I've got clients all over the place. Um, and it's been a great thing. So if you look at it with gratitude and what you're, what you need to learn, it can actually be great but if you stay in as you said the story and everything you get stuck in, in in that but it's through what what it's been around um the quote it's through not um it's through um uh well difficult times like that that good things come out of it. Hmm. So Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So for those there people where so... it has
0: been difficult
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, there are so many people this so, yeah. year that have seen opportunities that they didn't realize that were there. And I know that certainly yeah. Leon and I in our business have, we certainly have made some big changes in our business this year. And I think most people have. So let's talk about how we can prepare yeah. as an entrepreneur to be able to hack our human, to be able to yeah. be more resilient, you know, be able to make decisions more quickly. Cause there's so many different yeah. pieces to this puzzle.
0: There is. You're right. So I think one of the major things is, and this is what I take people through, is you've got to have a performance routine every single day. Right? And there's got to be components of it that are non-negotiable. Right? Again, same like the athlete mindset. We now have to start spending some time training our, and hacking our human. So how I look at it is the time, and people are like, oh, I don't have time. You do have time. Because here's the thing, the time that you'll spend hacking your human, will help you tenfold on your productivity, and your clarity and your energy. And this is where we've got to shift the way we work, right? And so I've got my entrepreneurs and that taking breaks, getting all these different protocols in that don't take up much time. Remember, I'm a single mom, I am so time poor, right? But I get everything in every single day, right? And so it's building that routine. And within that routine, things that that are important to you as well. Like it has to be something that you kind of enjoy doing unless it's the cold showers (laughs) and a few other things. But building in these routines throughout the day. So my routine starts as soon as I get up in the morning. I have morning routines, mid-morning routines, and it just becomes a lifestyle now. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to work very concisely in small little spurts, and it depends on also we go through when you're most productive I'm not a 5am person, that's just not me. I think I got ruined as a child getting up for swimming really early in the morning. And it's also being disciplined as well, like an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to be productive, but still do the things that you love, and have your happy making things that you like, um, then we can do it all. But we've got, again, it's a mindset as well, Sam, it's getting out of this We think we need to do these 80 hours a week. That is not conducive in today's society anymore. I mean, there's a study that was done its about five years ago that our brains do 10,000 more synapses a day than what our parents did. And actually, I think that's even doubled doubled now in the last five years. So this is why people are getting stressed, right? Mm -hmm. And if they're getting stressed and they don't know how to handle it thats and they've got neurotransmitter imbalances based on their DNA, their microbiome, and all of that. That's what's leading to mental health problems, right? Mm -hmm. Look at the incline in mental health, right? And it's this, oh, I've got to do this. And it's same thing with the athlete. Each one of my athletes train differently, right? It's the same thing with each of my clients. Some of them can handle a higher training volume than others. Others, like I've got one right now, and I call her my overtrained athlete. I'm like, would (laughs) you please take a day off? Would you please take an afternoon off? and so and it's interesting it's like dealing with my overtrained athlete I'm like you've got to take a day off and it's through that rest and recovery that we actually become faster with our cognition and what we need Mm. to do so we need Mm -hmm. to change the way we do things
1: yeah so number one you're talking about what sort of routines are you talking about here
0: so I looked at What were the main mechanisms that I was using to get these athletes to records and all of that? It's been a good two years breaking all this down because it just kind of came very effortlessly and trying to shift it into a different area. Mm -hmm. And I found that it was mindfulness, right, all your mindfulness and awareness, right? So that's all your meditation, breath work, and you getting in control of your mind instead of your Mm -hmm. mind getting in control of you. And this comes all from my yoga training. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the awareness. This is where the poop part comes out. How are you pooping on people and how are people pooping on you and how to protect your energy with that as well, all mm-hmm. right? Because none of us feel great when someone's just had a big spew up of their emotional crap on you, have they? Mm. How to clear that out. So that's that mechanism. And within that, I deal with breath, meditations, and real quick ones that turn the dial quick, that clear out the subconscious mind so you can have a more conscious experience.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: then we have movement and energy right the movement Mm -hmm. mechanism now being a single mum, i don't have time to do three hours a day training like i used to right Mm -hmm. i just don't have it so how do i move my human now and and days that you don't feel like moving the human how can you still get the energy going through your body right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's where i break down and use different protocols that are real quick i use a lot of paul's basic principles of the primal movement patterns which are huge Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also the core strength and stability over the joints and also stretching and mobility and how important that component is, especially as we get older. Mm
2: -hmm. That's
0: really important. And how to just preserve the physical being of us. And then I've got the restorative mechanism. How are you recovering? And that's Mm -hmm. where a cold shower is one of those mechanisms, right? How are you recovering? Because if you ain't recovering, you cannot perform right because mm. the cards are all fall down at the end so what mechanisms are you doing to re- to recover as we get older we have to do more of those and i'm big on whole longevity protocols at the moment massive you hit your late 40s and you start like i want to slow this crap down <laughs> <laughs> and with the restorative one that's where i use the aura ring to quantify your sleep right mm-hmm. Because this will break down your deep sleep, your REM sleep, how long it took you to get to sleep, how many times you woke up, how many times you moved in the middle of the night. And there's all different protocols on depending on what yours come up with. So mine's, I have to really hack my REM sleep, and REM sleep is for cognition recovery. And right. for whatever reason, I, it's genetic because my mum has it. I'm constantly hacking my REM sleep. And that comes from I move too much because of a hypoxia issue that I'm dealing with right now. So unless you have the data, you don't know how to hack that one. And sleep is the number one recovery mechanism. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone Mm -hmm. knows that. But unless you're measuring it, you're just guessing. Yes. Yeah, and the last mechanism is nutrition. And where I go with nutrition is on microbiome and DNA. I want to see how your human is and, and the DNA testing will see if you have a problem with gluten, with dairy, with salt, how you metabolize alcohol and coffee, how you methylate, how you detoxify. Perfect vitamin D, I don't absorb it from the sun, I don't make it, I don't um, assimilate it, I don't transfer it, nothing. So I have to supplement with vitamin D. It gives you a whole breakdown, again, no guessing. Microbiome, huge. Gut-brain connection. That one we retest every now and then. Most endurance athletes have shot microbiomes. Sam, it's it's amazing. There's studies on it. I'm working with a a company in Melbourne at the moment and we're doing some R and D because mine's shot from all my hard training. It mm-hmm. absolutely disintegrates microbiome. So we're doing unloving microbiome area. That's probably my passion area right now. Because shifting that, my sleep's increasing, my mood's just like this. It's just Steady Eddy, which is great. Yep. And again, I have to test to see what bacteria are overabundant, what are underabundant, and what bad ones are there. So they're the three areas we look at with the microbiome. That's mm. it in a nutshell. So those four <laughs> mechanisms. Love it, love it, love it. Everyone will have a strength and weakness in different ones. Like so Danny Way, I didn't have to work too much on his mind. I mean you come up with the idea to jump the Great Wall of China on the skateboard, you're kinda of already out there. Yep, yep. <laughs> but I had really work on his nutrition and his recovery right mm-hmm. i had to really work out the components so everyone's a little bit different and which is great it's great you figure out where your strengths and weaknesses are absolutely
1: I and i think that a really great place to start with this is actually noticing or writing this sort of stuff down almost keeping it like a diary of yeah. what you do how you feel with all of this because Sometimes you can think that something is quite normal until you start to really either A, take it away or B, write it down and think, huh, oh, in my head, that wasn't quite how this story was playing out.
0: Yes. So I love that you brought that up because you don't even know this. I'm actually working <laughs> with a guy in America who has developed this journal, I forget the name of it, and I'm actually going to have it as part of my course and he just got shipping businesses he can just drop ship it to anyone in the world. So because I'm not there with you one on one, this journal, you'll be able to write down every single little thing and just keep tracking of it. So when we then speak, you can then give me some feedback, right? Because it's with that feedback then that I can help you, you know, dial it in a little bit closer, right? But unless you're journaling it, as you said, most people will get and they're like, oh, I don't remember. Well, I can't really help you if you don't remember. I need mm. the information. So you're right with that. He's tracking that. So he's come up with this journal that fits really well into my program. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. So where can people go to learn more around those four areas, the mindfulness, the movement, the restorative and the nutrition and the way that you specifically bring these principles into mm. your methodology?
0: And my website, alexandralaws.com. It's all there. Beautiful
1: awesome so head over there alexandralaws.com we'll pop that link in the show notes for you so you can go and learn more about that it has been fantastic speaking with you alexandra i think hacking (laughs) hacking human hacking your human a sounds cool but b is something that definitely appeals to my nerdy side and really really i i know that for most entrepreneurs it does you know, as entrepreneurs, yeah. we love to hack things, find the easy way, find the fast way, find the best exactly. way. It's like a, a weird, oh, what's the word? A weird obsession that we have.
0: Yeah, finding the pathway of least resistance.
1: Mm, mm, right? Absolutely. Definitely love it. What is one thing, Alexandra, for us to wrap this interview up in a beautiful box with a lovely bow on it? What is something that you uh-huh. want to leave our listeners with?
0: I want you to challenge yourself to be a different operating human almost every month that you have to retell your friends who you are. You've changed and evolved that much. You've got to keep evolving and changing, okay? And that's one thing that I... I want to challenge everyone with to just keep trying to change their human so that then you have to explain to people the new you because you're doing so much work on yourself to upgrade yourself. Very so,
1: yeah, cool. That's what I love do. that. I love that challenge. I'm in. <laughs> and Kathy will be making notes going, <laughs> right, oh? <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Alexandra. It's been great
0: to chat. Thank you so much, Sam. I appreciate it. Cheers.
1: Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab a free copy of the Thought Leaders Positioning Checklist over at SamanthaReilly.global/checklist. Number two, check out my inner circle for coaches, experts, and change makers over at samanthariley.global forward slash inner circle. Or number three, connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or a one-on-one level at hello at Global. I look forward to hanging out with you here again on Thursday, right here on the Thought Leaders Business Lab.